Oops, I do this one with my buddy, my pal, the best man at my wedding, Levi Baxter. Levi, how are you? What up? I'm good. We are doing this podcast after we did a three-hour marathon whiskey on the weekends podcast, uh, also available on the Magnum Talks podcast channel. But we're here. Levi's at the house. We thought, hey, what the hell? There's some things to talk about. We want to talk hoops. We want to talk a little NBA. We sat down. We're doing it, Levi. What do you think of the NBA so far this season? I mean, we're living our best life, right? I mean, like the storylines and the things in the NBA are fantastic. I mean, we've got a lot of young stars. We've got a lot of young players who are up and developing. We've got up and coming story. We sort of have <coughs> legacy storylines out of people like LeBron, uh, Golden State. Um, I mean, it's really the best best time of year. This is we're rounding Christmas, where typically the NBA has its marquee games. So Which Brown- it did. Hell of a Lakers-Warriors a game on Christmas Day, by the way. Also, highest-rated NBA game in like 15 years. I have heard that stat. Um, it is, it, it's incredible. I mean, it's sort of rounded in the form. Football's falling off. Now the NBA comes to form. It's fantastic. Yeah. So the <laughs> Magnum Talks channel is, is very clearly negative uh, football. We don't like football. No. Uh, we're very much pro-basketball. But to Levi's point, a lot of great storylines playing out right now in the NBA. So we thought, hey, man. Leave us at the house. I think you're probably going to be here tonight, right? Uh, Let's do a pod. So let's talk about some of the things going on in the NBA right now. I would like to start with something that you probably don't want to start with. Um, A person you probably don't like. Um, Probably a real headache for you. How about that Luka Doncic? (laughs) Throwing for a loop. Okay. Luka. (laughs) I mean, uh, so as sort of backstory, I mean, we've obviously talked about him him a bit. I'm a fan of the Mavericks. Big Uh, Mavericks fan. My girlfriend calls him Lukey D because she doesn't get like befuddled by the last name. Um, he's doing fantastic. Step back threes, just feeling himself. Like 19-year-old playing Fortnite, crushing in the NBA. He's the best. So, Levi, here's my question for you, and I don't mean to sound hyperbolic, but he's 19 years old, and he's averaging almost 20 points a game, uh, almost seven rebounds, and then five assists. These are LeBron numbers at that yes. age. And so my, my question is his ceiling. Now, obviously, he does not have the athleticism that LeBron does. But he, at, at that age, he has a higher basketball IQ. Now, I know where LeBron got. Yes. LeBron now is like the basketball fucking Phil Jackson. But at his age, he's so smart. And he plays with such great tempo. Um, and he every movement is smart, right? Uh, great jumper. I just don't know where his ceiling is. His ceiling is interesting, right? Because, like, as you pointed out, he sort of has this more obvious basketball IQ. I, I would question that because LeBron, even early on, he sort of understood how to play the game. He wasn't just, like, chucking up threes. So, question and, for you, and because I don't I actually don't know the answer to this. In your memory, was LeBron as good of a distributor at the point forward position as Luka is now? The problem is the rookie year. Because, like, a couple of years into his career... Um, a couple of years into his career, I, my memory is that he was an elite distributor. Like within a couple of years, um, he was sort of talked about as as one of the premier passers in in, in the league. Um, I don't have a firm memory of his rookie season to say he was that good. But I mean, certainly like, the internet has been great about sort of like putting up sort of crunch time stats, so sort of focusing the effort. Um, 
as a rookie player, he is like extremely good, right? Um, which oh, yeah. which makes sense given that he was elite in in Europe. Like they're not boys playing over there. Well, he yeah. won the MVP in the EuroLeague at eighteen. Now, so my thought is that you have different types of distributors. Yes. For instance, um, I think you can draw a parallel between Lonzo Ball and Tony Parker. Bear with me. Here. Yes. Lonzo Ball when he's barrel like head full of steam, he's running downhill. He's great. He also can do the sort of broken down plays, nutmeg you, hit some guy for a layup, right? But when I watch Lonzo Ball pass, I never think he gets assist because he's playing within the system. Or at least not often. Yes. Tony Parker, pretty much all of the assists he got when he's playing for the Spurs and even now at the, in the Hornets is within the system. So it's a difference, like when you say somebody's a good distributor, are they a good distributor because they are athletic, the play is going nuts. We're running downhill, and you hit somebody for a, a dunk. Or are they a good distributor because they know the playbook, they know the system, and they can make the right pass at the right time? Well, I mean, historically, right, um, Carlisle's had a very pick-and-roll heavy sort of flexible offense. It's never been a sort of set number of plays. Carlisle's never been known. Even back when, like, 2011, he's, he's won an NBA title, it was never sort of known as pure set plays out of timeouts that that wasn't his reputation no, yeah. he no. was he was he was good at it but he, he wasn't sort of known for that it's like it's sort of doc rivers um <clears throat> eric eric spalestra um the, the sort of brad um brad stevens sort of out of timeout yeah, 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 plays guys, yeah. um he's sort of animal. he's sort of known as a guy who will put the right players onto the court to fit inside of the style of the offense at the time right um he puts in Peja. He puts in uh, Devin Williams. He puts in these players that sort of odd times to sort of run the flow of the offense. And I don't think it's a sort of set offense. It's it's a very pick and roll sort of based flex sort of offense. They're gonna they're gonna go here and there. They're gonna they're gonna play around. They're not not running plays. Um, so I think he's he's very good. Very he has a very high IQ for sort of seeing the court. Um, which is a little surprising given Rick Carlisle's historical tendency not to play uh, young players, especially rookies. Yeah, but um, I think he—I mean, he—he he broke the mold, right? Like, there's—he's the best player on the team. Yes, he is. And um, so he—he he has to see that in practice. The—the the joy of even early on, even when they flew to China and played uh, 76ers in a, in a game in China, he just sort of was like, "Yeah, I mean, we're going to get Luca the ball. He's just going to do what you he have does." To. Yeah, he's um, best which. It, from a sort of storyline and sort of like sort of process perspective is is incredible to, to hear right i mean you, you see a guy play for a little bit of summer league a little bit of this and that and you're like you know what he's he's really good like we're just gonna let him play um he's gonna make some mistakes but whatever um like respect for that because then that- yeah i'd like to go back though the initial question sorry what is his ceiling his ceiling um it's a little hard, right? Because he's sort of this weird player. He's not as physical as LeBron, which is the obvious comp in terms of his his rookie stats, especially his crunch stats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's not as physical, so he won't be have he won't have the sort of um, LeBron versus Detroit in the playoffs ascension physical dominance. That's that, yeah, so. To your point. It won't look that way, but I fully expect yes. a 48-point game in the playoffs from him. It will look differently. Yes, yeah. But he will Agreed. have that segment game. I, I, I fully agree because he, he is extremely confident, like preternaturally confident uh, for for being such a, such a young dude, just like out there balling. Um, and it, it, it sort of much was made of his physical stature. 
uh, coming into the season. He he like a Seven Eleven uh, employee. Um, I think it's seen a little doughy. Although he's fixed that, he has. He's gotten into shape, which he has not great, but better than the alternative, right? Um, like you'd prefer him to be in shape to begin to begin of with, of course. But he's nineteen. Like if he runs a mile, he lose twenty pounds. Like it's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Um, I mean, his ceiling is weird. His ceiling, to me, is not dissimilar to LeBron, but he doesn't have quite the ceiling of the physical dominance, the, the physical ability to be a flexible defender. He can't. He could play the five here or there, but he can't quite get there. I, I don't really have a, a, an obvious player comp before him. Do you? Uh, so here's what I was able to come up with. It's not perfect, but this is my guess. He's going to be somewhere between Magic Johnson and Scottie Pippen. Uh, he's not going to be quite the elite passer and playmaker that Magic Johnson is, although he will have a similar sort of, um, uh, you know, ability around the rim. Yes. And, 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 and more than his size, right? Because you think Magic Johnson wasn't that tall, but if he wanted to play center, he'd get you 15 rebounds. And I guarantee Luca with that big old booty would get in there and he would get those rebounds. Also, he's Scottie Pippen in the sense that he's a point forward. He is. Uh, and he's a true point forward. Uh, and, and is capable of running the offense through himself. I mean, people don't talk about this. They should talk about it more. Obviously, they should talk about it more. When Michael uh, or, uh, Michael Jordan, he went and played baseball, which he was terrible at. People should talk about that, too. Uh, Scottie Pippen ran the offense very well. He was ter- Michael Jordan was terrible at baseball in an objective sense, but like as an outsider playing baseball, amazing. Still, right? I mean, he, he, he just was a random guy. He's a guy who played baseball in high oh, school. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a hot take. Okay. My hot take is he was bad. He was actually pretty good. Yeah, because nobody says he's bad, right? Uh, fair, right? Also, like on the Wizards, nobody ever said he was bad on the Wizards. So also another hot take by me. Give me credit. He was bad. Objectively bad. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a character here. Uh, let, let's back up. I'm going to break fourth wall. I'm doing kayfabe. Dude, he was actually, for 40 years old, he was amazing. He was extremely good. Um, <laughs> and I was riveted watching him. People now talk shit about that, but I was appointment television because, dude, he would haul off for 50. Yes. He would He would crush it as an old man. 40, like, and he would sit there and talk shit and drop 40, 50 on people. Like, it was incredible. That was some, some gangster-ass shit uh, going on there. Totally. Like, <laughs> respect for that because, it, by the way, his game, and this is not sort of talked about, Traditionally, in the in, in, in the Jordan experience, of like he didn't shoot threes, like that sort of flex, like sort of spacious offense didn't exempt didn't exist. Except he had the shrug game. <laughs> True. Remember the shrug game. <laughs> True. Hit, what did he hit? Seven three pointers in the first half, and then just shrugged at Marv Albert. Yes, but it was like sort of like a weird thing, right? He's like, oh, he's, he's shooting threes. Oh, well, his man. shot was so flat. It it, it 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 was. He wasn't like structured. He made. He, Came pro at 85, right? He sort of has this sort of weird background. Um, but he didn't have that, that that wide open space, but he still, as an old man, just played that old man game. He, he just was. played that that Paul Pierce from, from 2002. Well, you say um, like Paul Arlo. Pierce. I think Paul Pierce was playing the MJ game. He absolutely was. Because MJ figured out, and actually he did this in his last couple seasons in Chicago, low-key. He still had the athleticism, but he knew he could not do it on a night-to-night basis. So he developed this little, like... And I used to, like, weirdly, I tried to emulate it when I played uh, basketball. Like, back to the basket, you're on the block. You got to be down low on the block. You do it hezzy, left, right, right. On your left foot, you jump up, you pull over, 
and you fade away. And he, that was everything for him. I, I saw him score 40 points doing nothing but that move except for maybe a couple free throws here and there. I mean, in terms of that, that legacy, that that's a, a old Michael Jordan, mid-year, like mid, mid-career Kobe Bryant. He copied. And then the Dirk, which oh. Dirk did his, his own thing. And he, he'd done it for many years. But Yo. like in terms of like the legacy of that style of game... Yeah, you know I like you. You know you're my friend. I am absolutely not sucking up to you when I say this. Dirk Nowitzki had a couple moves that no one ever did before, and is his move like that fucking guy? Well, the kick out is is, is like next level, right? I mean, dude, like, like you can't Dirk, defend a, a seven footer doing a kick out and a jump shooter. Am I crazy saying Dirk Nowitzki is a top fifteen player of all time? Uh, I mean, we can do the math. I mean, but like, the math. he should be in the conversation. Right? He, he's up there. I mean, and and it's like very weird. Like he came in the league. Underrated athleticism, like he, he moved oh, with yeah. the ball. He, he could dunk um, early on. Well, he can just move with the ball. It's not just pure dunking. It's like dunking is what people typically say of athleticism. But I mean, well, I, when you're, I, what I when, meant was he could go up and catch it. He can go up and catch it, but he could also sort of we're at three point line. We're sort of like we're just dribbling the ball. Let's go left, right, fix someone out, and just explode past someone. Um, that's very unusual for a player of that size. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, back to sort of Luka Doncic, like he his his ceiling is not terribly defined. Like he could be extremely good, especially in the modern NBA, right? If, so if, tell me what you think about me, uh, me and my take, because that's the most important thing we're talking about. Yes, here. I told you it's a cross between Magic Johnson and Scottie Pippen. Am I off? No. So I'm I'm right. So more, shout out to me. More towards Magic Johnson because he's more of a sort of alpha player. He's not going to be the sort of Scottie Pippen. Um, I need to be the alpha player, but I'm not really. And then Michael Jordan takes a couple years off, and I quit in the playoffs. Um, he's not going to be that be that guy. Ooh, shade on Scottie Pippen. He's not going to be that guy, dude. Uh, when he didn't go in, yeah. Look, all right, everybody. If you're just listening, you're a casual uh, NBA watcher. Um, Scottie Pippen. Uh, when Michael Jordan went and played baseball, obviously he took over the Bulls. Now, he did a good job. Uh, they made the playoffs. They went far into the playoffs. But I think it was the second round of the playoffs, uh, the first year that, that, that Jordan was out. Um, they were playing the Portland Trailblazers. They were down by one. Uh, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. Um, the, the final play wasn't called for him, so he refused to play. It couldn't have been important in the Trailblazers because it would have been the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Oh, fair point. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but yeah, the wrong. general schema of, like, he was very upset the final play wasn't called for him. And he wouldn't go and in. And he wouldn't go in. Like, in the sort of modern, um, the modern sort of sports media complex, that would be an insane thing. Like, the best player in the league who just rattled off three, um, three championships in their league retires for weird purposes. Uh, the next best player who's like underrated good, Skip Bayless would be up there. He's actually the most important player of the, uh, of, the, of the Chicago Bulls. He comes on and doesn't come into a playoff game. Extreme level of weirdness. Yeah, all of that's weird. Um... But back to your point about Luka, I mean, he's, he's more towards Magic Johnson. Right, I'd uh, like to take it. So when I said um there... Levi just saved me from going into a Michael Jordan retirement conspiracy theory because I was about to do it, and he brought it back to Luca. Thank you, Levi. That would have bogged this podcast down. Luca Doncic is the fucking truth. He's so good. Um, think about Ben Simmons last year. Is there a question 
of what player is playing better in their rookie year. Luca, obviously, right? Indeed. Um, I mean, in some fairness, Ben Simmons got the hype. Tap like after New Year's, um, he that was when they sort of like took off, right? Um, but he's a much more versatile modern player. Ben Simmons can't shoot. Like he fundamentally needs people around him. Um, so he's a better prospect, like objectively. Here's all I need to know about Ben Simmons' jump shot is the other day he had a mid-range shot and Reddit uh, posted the video and said um, Ben Simmons hits a uh, the longest, like a long-range uh, layup. <laughs> because that's all he does, right? Right? All right, so let's move on to the next topic, Levi Baxter. Our next segment is we're doing a crossover. So... If you are a listener to the Magnum Talks podcast channel, you may have heard of Whiskey on the Weekends or the GOT Got Questions podcast. In both of those, my buddy, my pal, not the best man at my wedding, but yet a friend of mine, Spencer, is in our podcast. And so I have Spencer here. I have called him in off the bench as a six man. Sit down. Let's talk a little NBA. Spencer, what do you know about the NBA? I know that the Charlotte Hornets at one point used to have a team with a located my hometown of Charlotte, and they disappeared for a while and are now come back. We've summarized my knowledge in about that 12 words. Okay, so that's what he knows. Uh, Levi, would you grade him as a, uh, a knowledgeable NBA fan? I would not. Um, I would say that he pays attention by secondhand mm-hmm. knowledge mm-hmm. sources. Uh, he doesn't follow the NBA. Um, he, you know of Michael Jordan, yes? Yes. Uh, LeBron James? So a soccer yeah. player, right? Baseball and basketball. <laughs> Ow. Ooh, body shots. Kobe Bryant? Yeah. What number was Kobe Bryant? That's His jersey number. That's they, they have numbers? Yeah. No. Okay. I was just wondering if he saw the jersey. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Kevin Garnett? Yeah, I know Kevin Garnett. Uh, well, who, well, hold on. You say you do. I know, the, I know the name. So he, he, he is a basketball player. Can you say one fact about him other than he's black and tall? He plays basketball. Damn. He schooled me. Go ahead, Levi. Son, son, son. Uh, Paul Pierce. No, I've heard the name. Okay. Luka Doncic. Mm-mm. You bought to know. <laughs> you don't know this. We just had a segment about Luka. We love Luka. We're a big fan. All right, so we think, uh, we thought the way to the, the, the best incorporate you, mm. considering the fact that you're not an NBA fan, you just told us you're not an NBA fan, mm-hmm. is to uh, maybe ask you a couple questions. Oh, God help us all. Let's see what, the, what do you have. So the questions, the game we're going to play is, who is the best? The best? Exactly. What scientific criteria is behind the best Don't worry here? about that. It's very obvious. <laughs> All right, what so, standards are in play? I'm saying who's the best. I'm saying who's the best basketball player. If you want a scientific sort of measurement of it, Please. who is scoring the most points per game this year? I'm giving you the names of the players. I'll give you three at a time. Okay. You tell me which one at this moment is scoring the most points per game. You ready? Uh, no. Go on. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Kevin Love. Andrew Wiggins. First question. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize any of the names? Not a single one of those names. Okay, so that's going to be tough. So now you have to get like a little racial, right? Can, can I hear them again? <laughs> Go ahead. Giannis and Titicumbo. Kevin Love. Andrew Wiggins. Now you have to stereotype, right? You have to. I don't even, I don't even know enough to stereotype these names. All right, well then guess. First one. 
First one scored the most points. Whoa! Ding, ding, ding! Giannis. Spencer is right! Giannis Antetokounmpo is averaging over 30 points per game. Way above and away. Uh, Kevin Love, I think, 17. He's on injured reserve. And Wiggins is at 16. Just open the possibility I even know what his position is. What does he play? Uh, basketball. No. Small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he plays small forward. And, and, G- and, and Levi, tell me if I'm speaking on a turn here. Giannis is a uh, he is a rare basketball player. And I don't, I'm not saying like, oh, this guy's good this year. I'm saying in 20 years we're going to look at him and go, what the hell? Mm. Uh, I've seen him before get a rebound and dribble the length of the court taking two dribbles and not traveling. He's a very long, very athletic guy who, in the sort of stereotypical mode of of African players, like he's not played. He played more basketball than the traditional African player. All right, player. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off here, uh, and I'm, I don't mean to to beat you up over the PC, but the man is from Greece, and you just said he's from Africa. He's from Africa. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. His name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. That is a Greek name. Uh, his parents are quite clearly from Africa. He is a black player who grew up in Greece, absolutely, and was raised in that culture. But in terms of, he, he didn't play a ton of basketball in the traditional European European way. He's, in terms of like creative brilliance and then the raw physical talent, he's very different than the average player. He's just very different. Um, he approaches the game with far more sort of European soccer flair and sort of creativity. African? Yeah, after I correct <laughs> No, um, but no, more, more, more of the European flair about like no, I, creative, creative soccer brilliance that, that doesn't happen in basketball, uh, but it does happen in soccer. Levi, you, you're 100% right. Uh, I think he, he takes a dip. Like, and I like these guys who didn't play basketball until they're like 16. For whatever reason, I feel like they, they weren't indoctrinated into this is how you do a layup. They just started doing layups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's great. Giannis, uh, he's my MVP vote so far this season. Yes. Levi? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, good call. Just so I have perspective, because my knowledge of basketball basically ended with about the 2004 uh, Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, what Five. Was 2004, 2005. Uh, what's the, what, 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 player, what player on that team played the same position? Uh, as Giannis? Yes. Giannis, that, that, that's what we're trying to tell you. He doesn't McCants. have a position. I mean, McCants officially played now, that position. Now I understand the map in a way yeah, I did but, not before. No, but you really that wasn't don't. his you game. Really don't. So, <laughs> he's, I mean, one, the NBA is very different than the college basketball. But in terms of like his physical skill, um, he's unlike anything UNC basketball has ever seen. In terms of flexibility, the position. Dude, I'm, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. It's unlike anything basketball has ever seen. I can't. I don't have an equivalent. For in, t- in terms of the role he plays, I mean, he, he he's less of a passer than early LeBron. I'm talking. He, I'm talking about role and skill set. Agreed, but he's not. He's just very unlike you would see in the college level mm. because you don't have that player who is both uh, extremely physically gifted with a lot of gifted players around them, who is sort of very unlike the standard styling of a, a basketball player, which like people, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't have an equivalent. I, I really don't. Um, and I, I especially don't, not in college. College well, is very I mean, hard. Of course thing. not in college, but even in the pros, I, I don't know who to equate him to. How long has he been in the game now? Uh, three years. Relatively new. Yeah, but he's a fucking baller, Spencer. Dude knows what he's talking about. You ready for your next three? Uh, no. <laughs> Levi, anything you want to say? Anything more you want to say about Giannis Antetokounmpo? 
I don't like Andrew Wiggins. They continue. Man, me neither. <sighs> Andrew Wiggins. He got a max. I know. Levi. He got a max. He's getting paid money, and he's a chucker. For five years. He's a chucker. The NBA's a welfare system. <laughs> How Racist. the hell did he get a... Yeah, yeah. How the hell did he get a max? I don't know. I mean, people had people had parties. They all believe. God damn, he's terrible. <laughs> well, you ever seen him in the last two minutes? He looks like me. Would you pay... He's not there. Oh! Would you rather pay him the sort of cheaper max than John Wall? I would want him to walk. Because he's taking like 15, 16 shots a game. So you just say not not come to practice. Just, just like no, go no, home. No, no, no. Go to the Wizards or whoever's dumb enough to sign you. But you're taking 16 shots a game. That's ridiculous. Because you're terrible. You're not a threat to go inside. No. Your fadeaway is awful. <laughs> awful. He doesn't rebound. Anyway, all right, sorry. I'm, I'm killing <laughs> I'm killing Andrew Wiggins. I really don't like him. <laughs> Shout out to you, Levi. Good point. All right, next three. Mm. Boban Marjanovic. Mm-hmm. Boban Marjanovic. Mm-hmm. Or Lamarcus Aldridge. Or Levi, would you like to say this guy's name? Ricky Rubio. <laughs> One of Levi's favorite players. Uh, would you say those three again for me, please? Boban Marjanovic. Mm-hmm. Isn't it Marjanovic? So it's the B. Let's see. Fascinating radio. But I'm pretty sure it's Boban Bonjanovic. Nope. Swing and miss. Damn! I just schooled Levi. It's Marjanovic. Mm-hmm. We just looked it up on the Google. The Google's not wrong. Anyway, Boban Marjanovic. Marcus Aldridge or Ricky Rubio. Uh, I'm going to go with Aldridge. Two for two. Ding, ding, ding. Number two. It was the second one, yeah. Which, which, no, no, no. It, Is it for me or him? You. Uh, who's next highest? Of those? Um, Remaining two. Rubio the third. Yes. Rubio the third. He's not Rubio the third. But the third option when you picked him. Yes. Ricky Rubio. He, like, Levi. Genius. Is he Lionel? Is he, is he an NBA fan? On the slide. Damn. Or, or I merely asked you to repeat their names to see who you guys actually struggled to know the names of. Or struggled to do the productions of. Well, that's... well, first of all, I did not struggle with Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> Levi did. Yeah, but that immediately eliminated that one as a possibility. Otherwise, Levi would have known that name frontwards and backwards. Damn, Levi, you... you... You kind of sold us out a little bit there. That's not true, though. I mean, like, pronouncing Boban... Like, Boban, he, his first name is how he's known. Same way with Giannis. Um, so, I think it's a little bit unfair. Happened to be I, I right. I wasn't wrong. Happened to be right. I wasn't wrong but here. You, but you, you, it's not true. And then you then you so stylized the last name. Rubio, you were having fun with it. Clearly, that wasn't the right answer. <laughs> All right, don't get too excited because that was actually close between Aldridge and Rubio. All right, I'm still right. It's Come not on. like Rubio. Like Rubio could average more than him. Rubio's playing. He's balling in Utah. I'm two for two when we assumed I wouldn't even be speaking the right language when we walked in here. Okay. Let's celebrate right. the small successes. All right, cool. Do your little parade victory lap. All right, you ready? No, I was talking. There was only two there. Okay, cool. All right, uh, Leva. What's Boban's last name? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> The right answer. Uh, you know what that reminds me of? Uh, like, and, and by the way, 
I've told you many times. Uh, you're one of the smartest guys I know. You remind me of Charles Barkley in that moment. <laughs> you ever seen Charles Barkley do that? Where they like, hey, uh, it's uh, Nikola, and he's like, Vajuchichich. <laughs> and they're like, well, you want to try that again? And he's like, no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, uh, I, I like Inside the NBA. That's a, a weakness of mine. I probably will talk about it a lot on this pod. The point of this segment is, Spencer, can you tell us who averages more points more points per game when we give you three players. Now, you have answered three questions correctly. What am I going to get out of this if I win? Nothing. Uh, you've answered three <laughs> questions correctly. The first two, and then you also nailed who was number two on the second choice. So here's your three. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker. Udonis Haslam. Derek Rose. Can I have the names repeated again, please? By Levi. <laughs> Devin Booker. Udonis Haslam, Derek Rose. All right. I got no leads or hints from this one at all. That was intentional. It was carefully done by you. I'm going to go with Devin Booker. Levi, do some filler. Oh, my God. Uh, So, Spencer, you're correct. I'm correct? All right. Very confusing that you're correct. Please explain the thought process here. Uh, there was a tenor and tone to your voice that came across as vaguely more complimentary than the other three. And so I thought that had to be the choice. What you're telling me is that I should not be an expert negotiator <laughs> or a I'm spy. saying you're giving me hints to work with here, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I also heard the name Devin Booker before, and that between that and a vaguely up tenor to your tone was enough to say, sure, let's go with that one. Do you have any memory of where you heard the name? It was uh, just, you heard it sometime. Uh, a co-worker was watching ESPN on their computer, and the name Devin Booker was said while he was talking about a case. What's that, what's that co-worker's name? Like, are they, should they watch the ESPN on their computer? Like, well, we're not going to say their name on an open podcast right now. Okay. All right. So, this segment was originally supposed to go just <laughs> three long, but uh, Spencer's pissed me off because he got a good <laughs> one, right? And so we're going to keep going until he gets no, it No, we're wrong. done. Yeah. I've no. done three for three. I have won this Sit game. your butt down. We're doing another one. No, we're, you don't have any prepared right now. You, uh, you already set up all your options right now. Levi has to coordinate these with you. I have one. I am done. I'm getting pizza. Sit down. Okay. That was that was really dramatic. <laughs> No, I do have more. I'm going to give you three more names. You ready? And Levi will repeat them if you want to. When does this game stop? When you get it wrong, it's freaking me out. How do you know? I mean, like, run the stats. <laughs> so, 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 Terry, I mean, you, you need to recognize that there are some people that are smarter than us. He's just, like, smarter. He knows things. He doesn't know things. That's the point. That's but, how wizards work. <laughs> that's how wizards work. Look. All right. Look. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Here's the three. Okay. DeAndre Aiden, Trey Young, John Wall. DeAndre Aiden, Trey Young, John Wall. Got no read on this one. Trey Young. Okay. Finally. Oh my God. Thank God. Normal nature of the world has been restored. No, it's John Wall. Uh, Trey Young is second. So okay. You got that going for you. But damn, you had a hell of a run not I'm knowing trying. anything about the NBA. 
Not a bit. So does this mean you're going to start watching it with us? No, God no. You could join our fantasy team. You've already got me watching Game of Thrones for like four hours a week. You know, there's only so many hours available. Yeah, you could uh, you could play fantasy with us and lose and supplement your earnings. You might beat us very easily because we have like biases and <laughs> yeah, I'm beating the hell out of him this week. Um, like the so let's back up a second. So on the GOT Guy Questions podcast, uh, crossover. You watch it four hours a week? Probably, yeah. Okay. We haven't done a podcast in a month. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not prepared for it. Okay. He's not. He's prepared for it. All right. Let's get back to actual basketball. This was fun. Thank you, Spencer, for sitting in. Happy it was a fun serve. segment. Three out of four. You, I get a couple you denied things. me three out of three. Why did you do that to me? So you would be three out of four. Have fun, guys. Levi. I texted you the other day. I said the Spurs were back. What was my response? I don't know about that. <laughs> That's my answer here. I mean, I don't know about that. They're a very weird team. Um, I respect the game he's he's trying to play. Which, side note, um, one of my girlfriend's good friends here recently had a kid. And her husband, as a consequence of like staying up with the baby and sort of walking around, um, has gotten into NBA basketball. And I recently did text her, um, sent her some emails about information about the NBA to get her in the NBA. And I was sort of giving her a pop story. So I thought pop would bring her into the NBA. He has this great quote about, like, why should you give away money? Um, like, why should you donate? He's like, we're rich as hell. <laughs> It'd yeah, be, it'd be right, really, right. It'd be really bad if we didn't. Um, like he, he, he just fundamentally is a good dude. Um, but him as as a coach, he's doing an amazing job. They they are doing extremely well. But a lot they of mid range, a lot of mid range. Fundamentally, don't have the talent. Do they're we, not. They're not bad. Doing the mid range game. Okay, they get seven seed maybe. <laughs> seven seed, maybe. Is that right behind your Mavis? I wish, but I don't think so. Not think, this year. Maybe next year though. Think the Pelicans. I don't know. LeBron, GM LeBron wants AD, so maybe he gets him. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, why do you believe the Spurs are back? Give me well, the pro- just because they case. just beat the hell out of people. Well, they For like a week, they won every game by 25 points. That's why I texted <laughs> you that. It's, it's as simple as that. When you start beating people by 25, you've got something going on. They have talent. They have great coaching. You know, It's not hard for me to believe that they're going to be a good team. I mean, especially since they were, what, the fifth seed last year? And they didn't have Kawhi. And now they're just adding to Rosen. True. And who'd they lose? Tony Parker? Mm, mm. Um, yeah, I mean, they they have some talent. Who cares? They fundamentally, Golden State. <laughs> Levi's a hater. Golden State, it's just going to crush it. All right. Here we go. Last topic. Is LeBron better? Here, here's the question: Is are the Lakers better as LeBron's team, where he's doing the typical LeBron thing? He's running point forward; all the offense goes through him. Or when they say, uh, "No, we're going to give the ball over to the young folks. We're going to let Brandon Ingram make plays, Cal Kuzma, Lonzo Ball make plays, not run the offense through LeBron." What do you think? I mean, this Laker team. Two questions, really. One. How are they better now? And two, what's the right plan for the future? Uh, I mean, you're obviously better playing 
older, more veteran players over younger players who are going to make more mistakes, right? Um, so they're obviously better with LeBron, and they signed him as a free agent, so they sort of signed up for a certain sort of team. Um, and they're better that way, and I get why they would want to construct their team that way. But, I mean, they obviously are missing out on developmental windows by not giving the ball and the sort of decision-making uh power and, and and sort of repetitions to younger players that, yeah that that's a really rough situation as a as a young player who is on the precipice of sort of developing and getting your flow and understanding how you are as a player um you get this guy who is the biggest player um who brings them the most attention who develops most sort of uh engenders most of the interest um into your developmental window when you're not really fully formed as an adult. That's that's a, that's a, that's a weird situation. Just yeah, no, I agree, man. Workplace-wise. But my thing is, like, I've wa- I actually have watched Laker games this year, and Brandon Ingram doesn't like playing with LeBron. Not at all. And he is really good. And I'm not saying that just because he's my fantasy team, the fantasy team, by the way, which is beating you this week 6-3. I'm just saying that – I don't think he plays well with LeBron. I think his future is better without a point forward like that who dominates the ball. Does it give him a chance to make plays? Or at least not as much as he would absent you, this point forward. You typically point forward. make fun of me for not taking the hot like not making a hot take, but you know what? Make like, it. Brandon Ingram. Not a number one. Definitely gonna be number two. Why is he upset at LeBron? I don't think he is. But I mean, like fundamentally, I'm upset on his behalf. I don't think Ingram, Brandon Ingram's ever said anything uh, negative. He, about he it. hasn't, but his play style doesn't seem like he—he's not hyped to play that sort of way. Um, he doesn't have a sort of animated game and excitement of playing in that that system. But he's not a number one. He—he he won't be a number one. That's just fundamentally not his personality. Um, in, in the same way that Kawhi Leonard, he's a number one ish. Like offensively, you don't think of him as the sort of number one dominant offensive player. Um, he will set the tone of your team a certain way, potentially, uh, with Brandon Ingram, but he's not a number one. All right, so a few things to point out. <clears throat> he's only 21 years old. Sure. Also, he's from Kinston, North Carolina, which folks who listen to podcasts know me and Levi from East North Carolina, from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Kinston is what? An hour away, if that. Within there. Yeah. So, dude, like, what? You don't like where you grew up? Like, come on, let's root for Brandon Ingram. But no, I, I, I'm i not sure he could ever be a number one. I, I, I agree with you there. But I do think he's a guy who um, doesn't need to just stand around and wait for LeBron to give him the ball. He's good when he's attacking the basket. And, and what I would like LeBron to do, if I was Luke Walton, is treat uh, Brandon Ingram a little bit more like how LeBron treated Dwayne Wade in Miami. Meaning, there was times when he gave him the ball and he kicked out. He said, you go. Mm-hmm. I don't see him doing that. He's not doing that right now, I think. He doesn't. Um, I mean, use your verbiage, right? Like, he, he stands around and sort of waits for the ball. He's not necessarily moving without the ball, which is a very important component of sort of a, a number one offensive talent, great player on a great team sort of situation. Um, like I, I, I think he has hit sort of a ceiling there of 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 development. Ingram, you mean? Yes, um, I think he sort of hit sort of a ceiling there in in terms of development. Like he, you have to understand, hey, this is my role. I've got to adapt to this and, and fit within this, and this player can make make me better. But 
he hasn't seemed to have done that. He, he he seems to be very disinterested in in the play styles of how LeBron runs offense. Which I I think that's unfair. I don't I don't think he's disinterested. All I'm trying to say is I think he's really good with the ball in his hands running downhill, and so LeBron should let him do that a little bit more. That's fine. The Lakers. They're not going to make the finals, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we talk about them because they're the Lakers. We talk about them because they're LeBron. But they're anyway. They're they're going to be at best a second out, right? They're not getting past the second round. No. Yeah. They're sort of second out. Um, Levi, <clears throat> I'm I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to respectfully ask you to just give me one word as a response. Can you do that for me? Sir, yes, sir. Is Carmelo done? Yes. Yep, he's done. Okay, all right. That's my last segment. Anything else you want to talk about, Levi? <laughs> I think just position to, to, from Carmelo um, from LeBron is very interesting, right? I mean, we uh, sort of backstory is we both went to college in 2003, which is the same year that Carmelo was drafted out of Syracuse, and LeBron uh, out of uh, Marion High School. Marion High School. There you go. Um, I, In Akron. I really shouldn't remember these things. Um, but Carmelo's just like God. <laughs> he, there's no role for him. He's passed by, um, which makes me feel very old and maybe like I'm going to be passed by in life, which makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know, man. Um, how about this? Uh, Carmelo's done, Avi. Uh, we're done with the NBA. Do you want to talk a little college? I mean, we can talk college. I've got zero insight into what's going on, other than I saw UNC put a whooping on Gonzaga recently. Uh, was that we the did UNC uh, at the time a eleventh uh, in the country, I think, beat the number one team in the country, Gonzaga. Gonzaga had previously beat Duke, uh, so that made me feel good because, uh, as covered on the uh, <laughs> the Mango Talk Soups podcast before, I'm scared of Duke, terrified because uh, they have this guy Zion Williamson. Anyway, he's a problem. Um, but we beat Gonzaga. Well, then we turned around. We played Kentucky. Now, Kentucky, in the first game of the season, played against Duke. They lost by, like, 35 points because mm-hmm. Zion Williamson is Zion Williamson. Scary. Uh, then we lose to Kentucky. So it's this weird little round-robin thing that you get with collegiate athletes. But I will tell you, I do think our Tar Heels are pretty good. Uh, I don't... I would say... I would be shocked if we don't make the Elite Eight. Elite Eight. How's the uh, the point guard doing? I don't remember Very his name. Good. But we, Kobe White. Kobe, there you go. Uh, I remember watching him because we went to a game uh, together. Mm-hmm. And he, he very much runs a very Roy Williams style of offense. Like, we're, we're, we're getting this ball, and we're running. Like, we're running up the court and just doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember sort of seeing him fit in there, and I don't follow college ath- athletics at all, really. Um, but... Compared to, to, to former UNC point guards, he fits in that system. Yeah, he And he will is. run it well. Um, so, how are the other players doing? Well, Luke May, who is a preseason All-American, he's a, a guy that Roy Williams, who now he laughs at himself for doing so, said should walk on. Uh, last year, I think he averaged somewhere around 19 points per game and about nine rebounds. Uh, very good player. He had 11 points and 14 rebounds. I like the 14 rebounds, but they were playing Davidson. Um, in this game, this is the last game they played. They played a couple of days ago. Uh, so I don't really trust the rebound numbers, right? When you're playing like a, a team that likely doesn't have a set of seven-footer, 
a guy like Luke May, who is six, like six, six, seven, yeah, he's going to pick up some rebounds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the big problem we have in our team right now is Nasir Little. Okay. Nasir Little was the number two overall um, uh, high school player of the year last year, and we got him. Roy A doesn't start him, and B he's not averaging in double digits in points, and he's averaging like two rebounds and less than one assist. And Levi right now is giving me a look like, uh, what the hell? And that's because when you do this, when you get a guy who's number one, number two in the class, and you stash him on your bench, the next number one, number two guy doesn't want to go to your school. Not at all. Which, while, um, I mean, what was the, other than Little, what was the most recent sort of top flight elite recruit they had? Harrison Barnes? Yeah. Probably. Like in, in terms of number yeah. one, number two, number three in the country. Yeah. yeah um, that sort yeah. of elite recruit. It was. Um, and I mean, Harrison Barnes likewise did not have an elite college season. No, he, very much he, so. He, he would absolutely dominate certain games. Um, but there would be sort of three quarters of a half where you wouldn't necessarily notice him on the court, um, which is very weird for the number one, number two. He's he's developing to quite the NBA player, and he he fundamentally has a game that fits in well to, toward to the long NBA career. But he's not a he's not showcased, and he wasn't a showcase player in some regards in terms of what he's what he's played as. Yeah, but I think um, what you can do is you can create a narrative where you say, all right, this kid Harrison Barnes crushed it in high school. He was mm-hmm. killing it. He went to UNC. Didn't really work out. With a one-to-one where where you are in high school to college, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't work out in the sense that he didn't get he didn't improve his stock through college. As a matter of fact, he lost it. If if Harrison Barnes was able to come out of high school and yeah. go straight to the NBA, he'd been the number one pick. Uh, and now he's in the NBA. Yes, he's good. But he's a mediocre player, right? Mid-flight, so, yeah. But so what worries me is that the fact that Nasir Little is not getting a lot of playing time. He's not scoring. He's not excelling. I just think it's going to be so hard for us to recruit these top 10 guys going forward because they're going to think, like, you know who excels in a Roy Williams system? Someone like Joel Berry, who was, like, the 60th best player. They yeah. stayed all four years, crushed it, and now he's in the NBA. Which, I mean, sort of goes back to our, our sort of longstanding. Um, when I did pay attention to college, college sports and sort of was getting close to the out, just like, Roy, Roy doesn't recruit players that dunk. Like I, that was I remember like, you saying that. That, that was, was hilarious. That was um, hilarious. I just was like, there's no Rashad McCants. There's no Ray Felton who would just dunk the ball. Like, there wasn't t- that type of player. Um, they'll take open dunks, sure, but there's no dunk in traffic role. That, that, that sort of aggressive mentality. That's not the player that Williams recruits, and he's, he's done well. He's had national titles many times over, right? Um, but... Yeah, it's hard to bring in the sort of elite talent that wants to dunk in traffic over people um, to an offense that doesn't focus on that. And when you, yeah, and exactly. And when you can't, you seem incapable of bringing on elite freshmen and letting them star. Mm-hmm. Can you remember a Roy Williams team where freshmen came in and was the best player in the team? There's only one that I know of. Tyler Hansborough. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think that ever happened. And that wasn't. I mean, that was, that was a, kind of by accident, right? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like sort of a starry and sort of starry. Um, because the number one player in the country typically is a wing player. He's going to be a sort of probably a small forward uh, style player just because of the flashiness of that style of play. Like that, that's going to get shine. 
over someone who is, um, or, or even a point guard, shooting guard, maybe. But they have to sort of have that sort of dom- physical dominance to, to, to make it the number one in the country. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not showcasing that talent is an odd career choice of someone who he recently got a contract, so he's going to be here for quite some time. Yo, um, yo, talk about contracts. Did you know Coach K has a lifetime contract? Really? That, Un- this is for real. Is this tenure? Just- no, it's even more than that. So <laughs> Duke is so ridiculous. So what they gave him is a quote, I'm doing air quotes, lifetime contract, which, by the way, spoiler alert, not a thing. Um, they give him a contract, and apparently he's he's allowed to opt into it every year to get paid whatever he's getting paid paid plus like a fifteen percent up as long as he lives. My understanding of this contract is there's very few out clauses for Duke. So here's what I'm hoping happens. All right, bear with me. Ten years from now, Coach K is like almost ninety, right? <laughs> he's in a hospice. Sure. He refuses to give up. <laughs> he coaches them electronically. He's like he's like touching on a Microsoft Surface and being like, "You dunk," <laughs> and that's like all he's capable of. <laughs> but so, what are you asking for with a lifetime contract? That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I mean, uh, we don't have Spencer in here, but I mean, we can give a legal analysis of this. But that's a very silly choice uh, it's, contractually. It's dumb. Yeah. What the hell? All right, Levi. We've touched uh, NBA. Uh, we've talked about, which people aren't talking about enough, the fact that I'm beating you in fantasy this week. Um, we talked about Luka Doncic uh, and UNC basketball. Anything else you want to cover? I think we're good. All right. Let's go ahead and sign out. All right. Thanks, everybody.